this is John Dawson of Patio Daddio Barbecue in Boise, Idaho, and I've got it locked on the 50,000 gigawatt blowtorch of the internet that is Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. the really big barbecue central show it is a show by the way that talks about all things that are important in the world of barbecue and grilling originating from the rock and roll hall of fame city of cleveland ohio the barbecue capital of the north coast i am your program host greg rempe happy to have you aboard here real happy you want to jump in on the show this evening, I ask you every week, few of you do, some by email, rarely a phone call, but that's all right. If you feel the need to jump in this week, here's you how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. And everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening, and it is a really big barbecue show. We just don't say that for effect. It is jam-packed this evening. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, it's the first Tuesday of the month. If you can believe it, we are now ripely into August. I don't believe I use that the correct way, but I'll just go with it. Why not? John Dawson, please give me the ding there on something that I've made up. The first hour of the first Tuesday of each and every month sees a stable of regulars. The first up is the guy that created How to Barbecue right before that, the pitmaster and continues to be the pitmaster of Killer Hogs Barbecue Team. Malcolm Reed will be joining me. And we have a few different subjects to cover with Malcolm, not the least of which is how does one spend their summer when they are a YouTube darling? We'll also get into some steak cooking stuff. We'll also talk about some fish recipes and how he got those fish. So if you're into fishing, you'll probably like the next conversation in about 12 minutes from now. Then after Malcolm, we will be joined by the... Second first Tuesday of the month regular guest, if I said that correctly, 35 past the hour. That, of course, the originator and brand creator of thecookingguy.com, Sam Zion. Sam, the cooking guy, will be joining me. And we have a lot of stuff to get to with Sam. He's going to be taking part, from what I understand, in an event in a couple weeks that we had also covered last week with that particular organizer. That being Bet on Barbecue and Sean Walchef from last week. So we'll talk to Sam about that. But more importantly, and probably what the majority of the conversation will be about this evening, fresh, uh, Sam, fresh from a trip, fre- back fresh from a trip from Japan, no less, 
And we will talk to Sam about the excursion, the food. Obviously, it's a big food deal. That's his thing. He's the cooking guy. So you know it's going to be food related wherever he's off to. So we'll talk to Sam about his food exploits in Japan. And then we will move to the second hour. And joining me in the 14 past the second hour segment is none other than the soul food scholar. I believe some might have voted him in to the Barbecue Guest Hall of Fame last year. Maybe not. Maybe he's in the nominating process now for 2019. By the way, uh, just for point of reference, August was the time last year that we unveiled the Barbecue Central Guest Hall of Fame, so we will keep to that again this year, feverishly working on compiling a list. You don't get to vote on it, only the embedded correspondence, and I do, and we'll be ushering in, I believe it's five new Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame members later this month. Adrian Miller will be joining us, and he's been doing a lot of stuff, writing some books. He's got some personal appearances coming up. We also learned a couple months ago that he is on the board of uh, those folks that vote for the Barbecue Hall of Fame members. Also, they're the ones that are responsible for curating that list. Uh, which ends up making it to a final nine, and then those nine are sent out to be voted on for ultimate barbecue Hall of Fame nomination or induction, if that is right. I don't think I got lost in my thought there, but you understand what I'm saying. So Adrian Miller is in, and then we will close the show out with co-founder of Slaps Barbecue, the pitmaster of Slaps Barbecue, and a member of the Barbecue Brawl TV show well, that was up until last Thursday when he was the first one. Uh, well, it was a pair booted out, uh, Kevin Bloodsoe and Joe Pierce. Kevin will be on the show in three weeks' time, I believe, right there at the end of the month. But Joe Pierce was on Team... Was it Bobby? Maybe it was Michael. I forget. I just... Couldn't believe that Joe Pierce and Tuffy Stone were on the cutting block for whoever's team they were on. He'll enlighten me there, but Joe was uh, first to be booted off his team. So we'll talk to Joe about the TV experience and if he's allowed, what really happens behind the scenes when what we're allowed to watch as consumers, if you know what I mean. So. That's what you have this evening for 120 minutes. Joe Pierce and Adrian Miller, second hour, Sam the Cooking Guy, coming up after Malcolm Reed, who is coming up here in just a few minutes. 216-220-0966, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, which also has a live video feed. And if you leave me a comment on Facebook, I will get to it after the show. If you want to interact on a chat roll forum, you can pop over to YouTube Live. I do kind of monitor there. It's just a little easier for me to cover during the show. I don't look at it all the time, but I will glance over at it so I can see what's going on. Otherwise, I'll get you on Facebook after the show. Now, I do want to cover this quickly because yesterday I made a post on my Barbecue Central show page about a competition called the Vista Barbecue Classic and what ended up being their inability to fund the payouts for those that deserved payouts. And that goes through the KCBS contest, also into the People's Choice winners as well. 
There was a letter sent out by the event promoter, legendary event management, to the contestants alerting them to a substantial shortage of funds to the tune of $20,000. So there were no payouts at the event. And typically, unless I'm mistaken, when you call out a winner, you get them on stage and you hand them a check. That's part of the deal. So there were no payouts at this event. It's unclear at the moment if there will be any payout in the coming weeks. Certainly a sad state of affairs to be sure, especially for the teams that won or won something. Now, this isn't the first time that this has happened. I recall a couple different versions of this happening over my time covering the live fire industry. But it is a rarity. It's not an excuse. It's not happening every weekend. But in this instance, because the event says it was short $20,000, I can't find it logical that this is something that was just found out after the event was over and they got to their final accountings. When you're short $20,000, that kind of money, you know about it in advance. I would hazard a guess and say, you know about it well in advance. So what do you do? You cancel the event. Simple. That's the right thing to do. You realize a week or two weeks ahead of time that you ain't going to be able to cover that nut. You're 20 grand in the hole. You cancel the event. That's what you do. There was a lot of reaction on my Facebook page. I sent emails to both legendary event management and the organizer, Robert Stouffer. Got no replies back to any of my questions. Not a shock. And look, if you're a competitor that is owed and you don't want to wait to see if they make good or not, you certainly have recourse, right? Everybody knows about it. You file a small claim suit for whatever money you're owed. Take care of it that way. Easy stuff. Now, while I don't usually take up for KCBS, I don't take down for them, but I I don't normally take up. I try to remain impartial. I will say in this instance, while there was a few posts saying that KCBS should guarantee the purses or bond them, you know, that kind of stuff sounds good to say, but in reality, it's not realistic, nor is it in their wheelhouse. KCBS is a sanctioning body. They provide reps and rules and guidelines. That's what they are. So each event that they sanction is held the same way from one end of the country to the other. If they got into securing bonds and collecting payments 30 and 60 days in advance, it would get out of hand quick. Not only that, there would be added costs to the event. Inherently, it would kill off additional contests. And that's not what needs to be happening in the state of competition barbecue right now. It needs to grow. It needs to be more public friendly. And it's currently neither. That's what needs to get fixed. Not that KCBS needs to guarantee purses or payouts. That's not for them. All right, we got Malcolm Reed coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. Get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Do you need new rubs and seasonings? Have you not tried Big Papa's rubs and seasonings? Come on. There's 13 perfectly balanced flavors that transform ordinary meals into extraordinary They also have a great relationship with Steph Franklin and the gang over at Simply Marvelous Barbecue. Put those two together. Now you're tinkering with the West Coast offense, and we know how successful that has been. 
over the last five and six and eight and nine years and more. They also own Granny's Barbecue Sauce, so if you're in the market for a new sauce, why not try Granny's? It's got a great flavor. You might just love it. Aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa's also offers the very best pellet cookers and charcoal cookers and wood cookers available on the market today. For instance, if you're in the market for a pellet cooker and you want some of the best out there on the market, might I suggest you're checking out that Mac two-star general pellet grill. I think Darren Worth from Iowa Smoky D's is messing around on a Mac two-star general pellet grill. Big Papa's is the exclusive Mac dealer online. They also offer special packages that nobody else can offer. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, no problem. They also have the Old Hickory Ace BP. Sterling cooks with that one. It's on his competition trailer right now. The only charcoal cooker that's on his trailer, I might add. But they also have a bevy of other cookers. That's going to be a word that is thrown out a bunch. I can tell it already. Bevy. I never say that. I've already said it two or three times leading up to the show. Now, what kind of smoker do you need? You can't go wrong with any of them. If you have any questions, you call them, 877-828-0727. Or you shop their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. Come on. All right. We are back with Malcolm Reed right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, this portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils, all of Butcher Barbecue products, tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. And as we say each and every week, always trust your butcher. First Tuesday of the month in this slot can only mean a visit from somebody that currently has 674,000 YouTube subscribers at last check, which was yesterday. The pitmaster of Killer Hogs competition team, pal of this show, Malcolm Reed. Hey, Malcolm. Hey, Greg. How's it going, man? Uh, we are absolutely fabulous here this evening. Always appreciate you making time for the show, Malcolm. And a couple different places that we can run to here this evening. And as I had mentioned in the open, you know, when it's not the summer and the kids aren't home, logistically and uh, a, a number of different ways, it's probably a lot easier to maintain that YouTube status as far as content creation and all that. But when things get backed up with summer, I would imagine maybe there's a little bit of a break. Uh, the content isn't rolling out as seamlessly as it would otherwise. So, uh, what has your summer been like? And uh, more importantly, I guess for the people that love to consume the How to Barbecue Right videos, uh, where's the content uh, coming and uh, how soon will it be cranking out? Well, we always take 
the whole month of July off. It's something we've always done since yep. we've been doing videos. Just for one thing, we were so you know about burnout from from hitting it hard during the first first half of the year. But it's so hot down here in Mississippi that I don't want you to see me sweating. I sweat enough as is. If I'm out there cooking when it's a hundred degrees. It's rough, man. But we're cranking them back up. I got one coming out this week and uh, got some new ideas. It kind of gives us time to to make some plans for how we're going to finish up the next half of the year. So that's, that's what we take the time to do and just, uh, reboot. Malcolm, you've found a process that works. I mean, you can tell from the amount of subscribers that you have and you're on the tip of everybody's tongue. That's either looking to get into barbecue or they're well steeped into it. Uh, rock and rollers or like Dave Grohl is mentioning you by name and other podcasts from a process standpoint it, at this point, when you have a concept, how long does it typically take you to go from here's an idea to what we see on a YouTube channel video? Well, you know, it, it's, it's pretty easy to come up with ideas, but they don't always work. So we have to do some practicing. So I do a lot of cooking outside anyway. So I'm always trying new stuff. And when I get something that I think is going to make a good video, that's when we concentrate it on working it into our YouTube schedule. Uh, usually the way we do, you know, the the week before that weekend, we're kind of planning on what we're going to do. Tuesday's always film day for us. So I spend Monday gathering supplies, anything I need. And then as soon as we get uh, my son Michael off to school on Tuesday, we get set up and ready to do our video. Um, you know, use the, the cooking part, the filming part is probably the easiest part of it. But my wife, does, Rochelle, does the hard stuff, all the editing matching the audio up with the video and, and trying to make me look halfway decent on there. So that takes a full day. And then by the time we get it uploaded, it's usually Thursday. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the majority part of the week. Do you find that you had to get to a, a, a definitive release schedule? Like, okay, we're going to, we're going to release a new video every Thursday or every Friday, or do you have the luxury of sliding a day or two, depending on how the editing and filming has went prior in the week? Well, ideally, we like to release on Thursday. What we've found over the years is a lot of people um, watch the video on their lunch break on Thursday. They plan out what they're going to cook for the weekend. So that gives them that gives them time, you know, on Friday to, to, to be thinking about it and get their, get their things together and they're ready to cook. Um, it's just something that we kind of got in the habit of doing, and it's worked for us. Malcolm Reed joining me here on the show, the uh, guy from How to Barbecue Right, also the Pitmaster Killer Hogs barbecue team how to bbqright.com is the website if you want to check it out so when you release a new video at this point can you count on a certain number of base views or does it still fluctuate depending on time of year or time of day or whatever the subject matter you're covering is they start coming in pretty quick now um you know usually you get to ten thousand views in that first couple hours pretty fast. But then again, it's always the topic, you know, something like brisket or ribs or something every day on there. Those always shoot up to a hundred thousand views fast. But when I'm, when I'm like, I got a fish video coming out. I don't know if it'll even hit 10. You never know. So it's one of those things we kind of, um, you hope they do well, but, um, I don't know if there's any bad content. So we, you know, we try to put out good stuff and to us, it's, you know, to us, it's quality. Is that, you know, from a, a revenue standpoint, is the YouTube like the the big source of income for you guys, or is there other is there another like breadwinner stream? Yeah, no, you you can't count on the YouTube. I mean, YouTube income builds over time. Yeah. Of course, it's real slow at first, but you know, if it wasn't for our day to day 
um, you know, selling our rubs and sauces and all the other products that we sell on our website. That's kind of our, the main thing that we do. I mean, YouTube helps, but right now we don't have enough to be, you know, to say that's full-time income. When you look at 674,000 YouTube subscribers, and I'm just asking you to speculate here, do you have a, a guess percentage of how many of your subs are solely competition folks versus solely backyarders? I mean, certainly there's, there's going to be some crossover because if you're into the live fire like we are, you're probably going to know you and watch you regardless if you're a competitor or not. But I'm just wondering if you have a guess on where you think the percentage is between uh, straight up competition folk and then just backyard folks like me. I mean, out, you know, out of my subs, I don't know. I wouldn't think that there's, you know, if we got a hundred thousand competition cookers in the United States, that's pretty good. But you know, the majority, the majority of them are just everyday guys that like to cook barbecue. That's who's watching it. And I think it's just people are, you know, turning they're cutting the cord and they're going to YouTube for their, the media and you can get specialized niche stuff now and people just like to cook barbecue outside so it resonates with a lot of people all right malcolm so you had mentioned it a couple minutes ago and you didn't know if maybe you'd see ten thousand views on a fish video but I, I would assume that the fish is going hand in hand with some of the vacation time that you spent i was listening to one of the podcasts as i was working out at four thirty in the morning as i usually do and uh, you and your wife were regaling the tales of deep sea fishery <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a professional deep sea fisherman at all, but we had a good time. Uh, we took our son and we went with another family and chartered a boat and uh, we had a good time. Uh, I don't think my wife did. She stayed sick the whole time, oh dear. but I did. Me and Michael, we, we caught a lot of snapper. Um, you know, we, were, we we limited out with eight people, so that was a pretty good day. And uh, I got to bring some of them back and I, that was the whole idea of me going. I wanted, to, I wanted to bring some fish back that I could do some videos with. I, I love doing seafood. Um, I'm actually cooking in the world uh, foods in the seafood category this year. So oh, really? I've really got to start working on some, you know, my recipe that I'm going to use down there. So um, I, I, I've just been playing with the snapper that we brought back. We brought back a couple other species, too, that I'll probably try to do some videos with down the road. Now, I'm not a huge fish guy by any stretch. Uh, shellfish, like a uh, crab and lobster, scrimp, all that stuff I'm down for. No problem. Whether it's cooked, whether it's raw, I'll eat it. But fish is a little more of a dicey situation for me. I'll have some tilapia. You know, mild, uh, typically white fish is kind of something that I'll eat, but it's usually under protest. So from a, a red snapper feel, uh, what's that flavor profile like, and what can you do with it from a recipe standpoint? Well, snapper, is a, it's a mild white fish. Um, I would say it's a lot better than tilapia. If you like tilapia, you'd love snapper. All right. It's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's really delicate. It, it grills really well. Um, the way I do it, I've, um, I've done it two ways. One skin on that's, you know, that's, that's typically what you see people get snapper on the half shell. You see it a lot of time in restaurants like that, or if you buy it in a supermarket and that just means they've left the skin on one side and they've took the filet off the bone on the other. And it holds up well to grilling because the skin kind of protects it. It's easier to move around. A lot of people have trouble grilling fish because it falls apart on them. Yeah. Well, that skin helps that out. And this week's recipe, I did it with the skin on, but I've also had luck with skin, you know, totally boneless, skinless filets where you can build a little uh, nest, if you will, with like citrus fruit, like lemons and limes and put some herbs on it. <laughs> and that acts as kind of a buffer and it helps that fish stay together. Uh, when we're grilling fish, we're talking high heat, so it doesn't take long 
for you know these cooks are 10 minute grills so it's it's not like it's it's on there a long time and you're not really having to flip it it's you know it's really cooking those seasons and you're getting the flavor from your charcoal from whatever wood you put on there to get a little smoke but it's really del- it's it's really really good fish will you use a smoker and try and you know impart some kind of a, a more of a robust smoke flavor to it i'm sure a delicate piece of meat like a fish is going to be able to take smoke pretty quickly but have you messed around with that at all the the only time i've done that's when i've cured like some salmon or something like that and tried to slow it down and you know and really get some of the flavor but i'm like you i'm not a, i'm not a real big uh salmon or, or that kind of fish guy because i've had some it's if i taste a piece of fish and it's fishy <laughs> it totally throws me off the species right so i've had you know i've had some tuna i've had some sna- uh salmon stuff like that that I, that I wouldn't feed to a cat it's just you know bad stuff and so so i try to i try to go for the white flesh fish and and uh you know the snapper i hadn't found any that's fishy yet so it's all fresh all right i've been fortunate <laughs> when uh when we when might we see a fish video getting released then um hopefully thursday right. I, I we shot it today and um, I'll give you a little inside. I did it on the half shell. I used a little Cajun seasoning on the outside, but I made a Cajun cream sauce to go over it. And I took some lump crab meat and warmed it up in just some melted butter, wow. put that over the fish when it came off the Weber grill, and then drizzled that uh, cr- Cajun cream sauce over the top. So it's it's a it's it's one of these it's one of these fish dishes that will hurt you. Yeah, I mean that sounds absolutely <laughs> rich and delicious. So look for that on Thursday, especially if you're into fish and red snapper. And we're talking with Malcolm Reed, who visits with us here the first Tuesday of every month out of bbqright.com's website. All right, Malcolm. So one of the other things that I want to talk to you about this evening, and I see it when I used to go to the truck show in Louisville. We would see a lot of uh, pork products, see mutton sandwiches, which I never got into, uh, like old lamb or whatever the hell that is. But you'd also see pork steaks. Uh, I remember pork steak sandwich. Uh, There is, I think there were a couple steak cook-off association events last year or the year before that did a pork steak ancillary. Uh, Are you into pork steak? And if so, what's your favorite way to get it going? I love pork steak. And I first, you know, I never really had it. I mean... We grew up, if we had pork steaks around here, my mom fried them. But when I went up to Illinois, we were up at 17th Street, Mike, uh, Mike Mills' place, and yep. they have them on the menu. And, I've, you know, it's like a smoked barbecued dry rub. Um, it's got, they, they get a nice char on it at the very end and glaze it a little bit, and it's phenomenal. I mean, and all it is, if you think of thick sliced pork butt, they'll just take a pork butt and cut it between three-quarters of an inch to about an inch and a quarter. Hmm. That's the size they're going for. So it's a pretty thick piece of of pork and they slow cook it at first put a dry rub on you can marinate it you can brine it they just put it on some smoke you're taking it up to about a you know 145 150 and then they char grill it just like you would you know char grilled ribs or something like that finish it over a char grill or over coals and they start basting the sauce on and it kind of caramelizes you get the grill flavor but you've got the smoke imparted in it as well and it's really tender and you know it's it's really good and this is something that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of, or, or maybe it's a regional thing? You know, it, it really is. I think it's kind of that St. Louis, um, western Illinois, central Illinois, right in there, maybe over to Kentucky like you're talking about. That's where you see it. And uh, outside of that, you know, I've asked butchers for it, and they didn't know what pork steaks were. So I had to tell them how to cut it, and then they show up in the grocery store. They're selling them now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a special Malcolm Reed's favorite pork steak. Uh, grab yours, right. right? And they jack up the price per pound because your name's attached to it. Great. 
Uh, all right, so try pork steaks and uh, let us know what you think about those, and uh, maybe we can get some reviews in next month when we meet up again in September. The other thing that I've been noticing is I follow you socially. You're not the only cooker in the house, Malcolm. You have a uh, perhaps a budding live fire cook there, that being your son, Michael, and I've seen him take part in a few steak cook-offs. So, I mean, he's a pretty young guy, and uh, you know, I'm wondering, is he into it because he likes it, or are you trying to kind of uh, get him introduced into some competitive cooking just to see what he likes because you like it? How does that work? Well, he's just been begging to go with us because he always gets sent off to to Mama and Granddad. So, <laughs> so he decided he wanted to start coming to contest and cooking too. And so, um, at first, I was letting Rochelle sign up, and then and she would kind of help him along. And then he got to where he was beating me and Waylon in the contest. Really? And so I kind of turned my entry over to him now, and he he's booted me back to timekeeper. He'll occasionally let me open the lid and close it, but he handles it all himself. And for a nine-year-old, he's done really well. Wow. He's finished – I think his best finish is a third really? out of like 70 teams, but he's finished in the top ten three times so far. So he's, he's having some pretty good luck this year. When he gets a third out of 70 teams – do you get a lot of sideways looks like Malcolm cooked it, but he's letting his kid walk up there, or do they really understand he's the one that's calling the shots? Well, in those contests, I was cooking too. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, people were shocked that they got beat by a kid. Yeah. And, and Waylon, my brother, just say, boy, he's upset. You know, he's over there wanting to pout. <laughs> Does he, do you think that he feel, or has he said that he feels any kind of extra pressure to do well in these kind of events because you're his dad and you, you have that aura and, and that background and that success behind you already? I, I don't know if he feels pressure. He has a good time doing it. I mean, the, the SEA has done a great job getting kids involved. And he's the reason, I guess, one of the main reasons he sees other kids doing it is because we have friends that their kids go and they're cooking. And so he's seeing them do it. So, he, you know, of course, he wants to jump in and, and, and cook as well. So uh, we've let him do a few kids cooked, but, we, you know, we're, we're kind of throwing him in the fire and let him cook against, you know, everybody else in the SEA world. So he's. And and you know he takes the losses hard like anybody would. I mean, you know he don't he don't like to get beat, but it, it happens. I told him he better get used to that because that's going to happen more so than you're going to be up there getting your name called. So does he know who you are in the in like the YouTube space? I mean, you're a pretty big guy. You got a whole bunch of followers. I mean, YouTube is right in you know kids that are you know nine year old and and up probably a little younger too. They're right in our wheelhouse. So does he understand the the success and uh, perhaps the notoriety that comes along with being a Malcolm Reed? Uh, no, he's, he's got these guys that he follows that have millions of, you know, he tells me why, why don't I have as much as, you know, <laughs> the guy making Fortnite videos. I mean, right. He can care less about the cooking videos. Huh. I'm trying, you know, I try to include him in a few of them and he likes that, but, um, you know, I don't think it impresses him that I do cooking videos. Yeah. So if he's beating you in some SEA events or finishing higher than you, does he have a different method that you guys aren't using that maybe you should be using? No, he just – I really don't know how he's doing it because he's doing the same – he watched us and does the same thing we do. And then when he cooks, it's – you know, of course, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, you know, that's sloppy. Don't – you got you can't turn it that way and all this. And I was like, there's no way that's going to win. And then it gets a call. So go figure, man. I don't know. I'm scratching my head. I really do. That CA is tough. I mean, you know, just when you think you got it figured out and you get some good calls or win a few of them, you go to the back of the pack. It's, and I see more – newcomers more guys that's you know their first contest cooking these things and winning so it's you know it's a challenge 
All right, Malcolm. So you were hanging out with one of the barbecue legends of all time, a living legend, I might add, Dave Raymond, who was presented a NBBQA Legend Award recently. So talk to me a little bit about that event and what it's like hanging out with Sweet Baby Ray. Well, Dave's a great guy. I kind of got to know him a little bit over the years just uh, by going to the NBBQA and being a part of it. But we were in, we were both in Collinsville, Illinois. They had a, a smoking on the square, I think it was called, something like that, um, in a little town uh, right outside of St. Louis. And uh, Dave, Dave came down, and they, the, the guys at Code Three Spices invited me to come over, and we kind of did a little meet and greet because um, you know they wanted some guys to spend some time with some of their customers and talk to the different barbecue guys that were there. And um, I got to spend a lot of time with Dave, and man, he's just full of so much, you know, information from the business side of of selling barbecue sauces. He's seen a lot and he's, he's willing to give back. And he just, man, he, 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 I think he'd give you the shirt off his back. He's such a great guy. All right. Last question before I let you go. And uh, I assume you're watching like all the other live fire, uh, fans are, but last Thursday on the food network debuted barbecue brawl flay versus Simon. And I'm wondering if uh, a, you watched or if you're a fan of those kind of shows and, and what you might've thought of the first episode. Oh yeah, you know I, I know most of the guys on there, so yeah, I definitely tuned in. And uh, I think you know anytime, anytime that you get a barbecue show on on the you know something mainstream like the Food Network, it's great. It's great exposure for everybody doing it, whether you're a competitor or you own a barbecue business or you're a backyard guy. But those guys on there do some great cooking. You know, I'm sure a lot of it. You know, you get it's, it's TV stuff. You got to realize that, but it's still. I mean, I enjoy watching it, and I'm pulling for some of them. You know, I mean, you have a huge YouTube following. Do you get? Did you get approached to be on that show? Um, not that particular. I don't think I did that particular one. We get, you know, they they pitch stuff to you all the time and want you to go places and run and do things. And with our schedule, it's just hard to do. You know, I mean, I, nothing nothing wrong with it. I think it, you know, I think it's great. But I've you know. That's just not my thing. I'm not trying to get on the Food Network. I, I, I'm going to ride this YouTube thing out. <laughs> See you, where it goes. Do you not think that being <laughs> on a show like that would increase the the subs? I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. I mean, I, with me, I mean, I've always said that I like you know we like to control you know what we do. I'm not I'm not one of these guys that wants to be running to a cooler trying to beat somebody up there to get a certain kind of protein. You know, a lot of that's <laughs> TV stuff. If it's just flat out cooking, hey man, I'm down. But you know some of the some of the challenge stuff, and I, you know it's it's fun to watch good TV. It's just not my thing. Do you have a guess right off the top after you know one uh, one episode on who you think might take it? Man, I'd have put my money on Tuffy any day. I think is I mean his accolades speak for themselves. He's a trained chef. He can cook barbecue with the best of them. He's proved it. I mean, how could he go against him? I feel like, you know, he's he's one of those guys that he's got every right to be up there judging too, you know. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. I you mean, put him in that, you put him in that. Yeah, I mean, he's done he's, it. He's the man. No doubt. Uh, we are talking with Malcolm Reed. He is the pitmaster of Killer Hogs barbecue team. That's killerhogs.com and also, of course, how to com. and you find him here the first Tuesday of every month. It is Malcolm Reed. Malcolm, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much. Thanks, Greg. It's always good to talk to you, man. Looking forward to next month. All right. We will do it. It'll be September. Can you believe that? September? It's going to be September next month? The year's almost over. We'll be uh, racing through the third quarter of the year. I can't believe it. Holy moly. 
All right, we got Sam the Cooking Guy coming up. He's on standby. That was Malcolm Reed, HowToBBQRight.com. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today, no doubt about it. You have the, uh, you have two different lines, same sizes in each line. You have the uh, Jim Bowie, that's the big one. You have Daniel Boone, that's the uh, medium size. Then you have the Davy Crockett, that's ultra portable. So, what do we know? Getting into the fall, summer's ending. We're going to be kicking it up into tailgate season. College football is coming. Pro football is coming. The Browns may be on the road to a Super Bowl. Who knows? So you can take that Davy Crockett with you. You get the good pellet-fired goodness. If you don't have access to a traditional power outlet, no worries. You can plug it in right in the 12-volt outlet in your car or truck or van or whatever. Now, you do have the classic line, which I have. You also can upgrade to the prime line. You get a little bit more robust chassis. Two internal meat probes, if you want. And you have a peek-in window in the main cooking chamber, also on the pellet hopper. When you go to GreenMountainGrills.com, you can also check out the pellets, the sauces, the rubs, all the accessories. Great one-stop. Again, that's GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And we have Sam the Cooking Guy coming up next. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com. So we were just talking about pellet cookers. Go to CookingPellets.com and fuel all of your pellet-driven cookers. Number one source for quality wood pellets. Visit cookingpellets.com, C-O-O-K-I-N, or you can buy off of Amazon if you want. No problem. Hey, the second first the cat out of here. Jesus. The second first Tuesday of the month guest is the creator of thecookingguy.com. It is Sam the Cooking Guy. Hey, Sam. What's up, man? How are you? Dude, that cat just came out of nowhere. What the hell is that? I know. You're going to listen back on that and to the audio podcast, and you're just going to hear me like, get that cat out of here. You'll have no <laughs> point of reference, but luckily all the people that are watching saw some cat on my shoulder. Do you have a dog? No, three cats that I don't want. You have to understand. Uh, I, am, all, I know there's only women in that house. Yes, but I am. they want dogs. Okay, I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. They want dogs. They've expressed interest in dogs. Uh, uh, please, you're not the holdout. Are you? I am not. I'm not an animal hater. Obviously, I have three cats, but the current lifestyle situation that we have makes it way more realistic for us to oh, own cats because they are way more self sufficient than dogs. I can leave a cat. For a day no or two days no, I, or I, three days. That, and by the way, Sam, who are we kidding? I have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 14-year-old daughter. And guess what I'm going to have out back with dogs? A backyard full of shit. Those kids aren't, oh, we'll clean it up. We'll do this. No, That's no, a, no, such no. a lie. And I don't want to do it. Boy, it doesn't matter if they're boys or girls. Yeah, I don't want They that. all fucking... 
lie about whether they we'll we'll take care of it, Daddy, Mommy. We promise. They never do. promise. Yeah, they, we but promise not to promise. Yes. Listen, what you get from a cat is nothing close to what you get back from a dog. Dogs love, and they want to love you. That's that's all that matters to them. Cats are like. Uh, I'd like to be scratched on my left side, so I'll put myself in that spot. Yeah, and then when they're done, they're done, and they're they're they they fuck off and they go into like a couch or on a pillow or some. Shit it's like on that. their schedule. What kind of attention you can give them? If they don't want it, you know, it's they just walk it's away. Ridiculous is what it. Is. Yeah, I get it. So I mean, I don't want cats. I don't want dogs. Maybe later, but you know, once again, I'm a man on an island over here in Cleveland. So, uh. Let me start by asking you this question because we got a lot to try and race through here. Are you writing a children's book? No. No. Are I've you... written a children's book. It's you... written. It's gone. Done. It's done. It's done. Whoa. Completely done. And... With, with a partner. Yeah. With a partner that understands the, the early reader space, like seven and eight-year-olds. Early reader space. I like that. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's look, uh, I was approached by a guy at the supermarket. I know that sounds creepy, like, like really creepy. Isn't everybody but approached like, hey, by somebody in the supermarket? I don't know, <laughs> but he came up one day and he goes, Hey, just to want to say, I watch your show and, uh, I write uh, kids books. I just wondered one day if we could maybe collaborate or something. Hmm. And I kind of blew, I, I didn't blow him off, but I was like, Oh yeah. Sure, you know, uh, yeah. And then he approached me a couple more times, and I realized he was serious. And I thought, oh, this could be cool. And then I checked him out, and he's he's successful. And he's written a bunch of kids' books. And I thought, isn't it cool to be able to say you've checked off a lot of boxes, right? You know, on your last day on this planet. I never would have thought I, you know, look when when a publisher approached me about a cookbook. Many years ago, uh, he was like, do you want to write a cookbook? I was like, hell yes. I've been thinking about it for a long time. And I hung up the phone. And I was like, I never even thought about it once <laughs> because I didn't I didn't have the normal cooking person trajectory, yeah, you know, right. Uh, culinary school, a bunch of, you know, restaurant staging positions and then, you know, like a cleaning vegetables and making rice and then sous chefing and then. Whatever. I didn't have any of that. So I didn't have visions of of cookbooks and shit like that. Yeah. And maybe many of them don't, but I didn't. So this came up and it was – so it's called The the Magic Spatula. It will be out next uh, next fall, hmm. you know, date to be determined. Like but, in a year from now, next fall? A year from this yeah. fall, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I will give you guys an exclusive. All right. You guys. You guys and technically gals. is just – you and the fucking cat. Am I right? <laughs> hey, whatever. I have not spoken of this publicly yet. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, I got some for that. And it, it, A Barbecue sorry. Central Show exclusive news update. All right, Greg Rampy reporting from the breaking news one- desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, and we're throwing it over to Sam the Cooking Guy in San Diego for breaking news. Legitimately 100% exclusive. All right. Uh, you know, family knows, trying to think of it. Nobody else knows this just happened. Oh, 
um, I signed uh, a deal with another publisher for a cook, another cookbook. It'll be my fourth cookbook. Wow. It will also come out next fall. And I can't, we're not actually talking about the subject. I mean, it's food, of course, sure. but the particular subject matter area, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but that's happening. And that's, wow. and I have to have it back to them by, by November. If I want to have it out next fall. And I'm like, Ooh, what November? Uh, like this November? I'm like, so in the, you know, in the, the, the agreement before we sign, <laughs> talk about a spring release. I know there's a lot of work and I'm like spring of 2020. I can do that. And he's like, Ooh, Oh no, 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 no. That would be spring of 2021. If you can get it to us by November of this year, yeah. it could be out next fall. Wow. But unlike my last three cookbooks, and I love them all, well, I love all but one. Uh, that doesn't matter right now. Um, every recipe will have a photo, which that's a real commitment. You yeah. know, the photos are the expensive part of printing pages. Right. And these guys were like, we love it. We love the concept. We love everything about it. We're going to give every recipe a photo. I was like, holy shit, that's. Huh. I can't ask for anything more than that. Not the same publisher as you've add, had in the past? No, different publisher. Different. Right. And I'll be honest with you. I like the last guys. Mm -hmm. I love the new guys. Um, the last guys were very conservative. You know, the very first book I did, I go, I got an idea. Let's put a DVD because that's, you know, it was 2007 or whatever <laughs> it is. Let's put a DVD in the back cover yes. of, you know, 10 or 20 of the recipes. And they're like, Oh, we don't really understand that. And we don't think that would be good. And, you know, they were very, it was like a, it was like if your grandma was a publisher, yeah. that's who they were. Huh. Very tight. And they, look, the publishing world is very freaking snotty. Yeah. But that being said, look, I love that they, what they did, but these guys are like, yeah, fuck yes. Let's put in a picture for everything. And we want to do this. We want to do this. Hmm. All that stuff's cool, so I'm all re-energized, but I can't talk long because i got to go write recipes. Yeah, no, well, Meathead's already bumped his second book back like a whole year because oh, of the amount of work, I, so, I mean, you got to really bust it if you got to get it in by he November. He just came out with one. His last one was, what, March, mm. April? No, nah, I mean, it's been out for well over a year, but, I mean, mm. it's just been incredibly successful, Sorry. so then he signed on for a second book, and I said, yeah, Meathead, do that. you know, you told me... Uh, as you were concluding, like writing the first book before it even went to publishing and release, under no circumstances, Rempy, let me write a second book. And then, of course, he committed to a second book. And I said, "Well, Meathead, you just told me it was it was more of a labor of labor than a labor of love, but oh, a hugely successful book." I said, "Why would you yeah, do this?" He's like, "Well, then they the, the money dance around in my eye." Then he got him and the publisher got at odds, and they divorced each other. Now he's self publishing. And now we have a embedded correspondent oh bet on is the book actually going to show up or not because he's self-publishing and he maintains that he will, but dates okay. are being pushed back. I mean, it's trouble. Look, you use this with him the next time you talk. Okay. Here's what I heard you get when you self-publish a book. You get a garage 
filled with fucking books. <laughs> That's what you get. Yes. Because then you deal with it. It's up to you. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to have books. I don't want to have to sell books. I want to write a book. I want to take pictures. I want to do the food. And I want somebody else to deal with all that. Hmm. And I want some money in advance. And then I want an extra that comes from selling. And that's what I want. Is there so God bless them. I hope it, I hope it does well and I'll help. I mean, if I, I don't know how to help them, but, but, but if I could do something, I would, I mean, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you could make yeah. a, a pretty damn good living selling books or, or writing books. Has that, Absolutely. has that evaporated as we are in 2019? It, it, you know, uh, it's a good, really good question. It has not evaporated, but think of all the blogs and YouTube channels and people that post and people that like to cook and have, you know, three people that follow them or a thousand people that follow them or, or 10, 20, 40,000 people that follow them. Yeah. That has taken away from the book industry significantly. It, it just is, it just is what it is. And I understand that. So, I mean, uh, Look, best of luck to both meatheads, who I've never met and I would like to, because I think we would have a lot of fun. Sure. Uh, and and best of luck to me, because, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's self-published or, or publisher-published, you still have to promote it and people have to see it and they have to get it and they have to want it. So my book, and I cannot talk about yet because it's too soon, and I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow if you want to know <laughs> Or when you're I done. mean, you but, know, people yeah, in the yeah, chat room just, are like, hey, you've busted Sam's balls about selling tacos. Ask him how much money he's going to make on the book. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to jeopardize our friendship by asking that question. Yeah. Not going to do it. Wait. Well, who was it? Who was our, our meat guy the other day that you were fucking working his nuts over a charcoal <laughs> pellet fed fire which doesn't make sense because those are two different things yeah. i'm just trying to bring your all of your worlds into one i appreciate that all right. uh and he wouldn't give up his numbers no oh oh you were talking you're talking about uh, meet mitch yeah, yeah. In, fa in fairness i didn't really i didn't no, i didn't, I didn't really no roll him fairness i yeah but uh next time Explain he's on no, no. Oh, hold on everybody everybody just wait Greg will now explain yes. his unfairness of basically yes. saying to meet Mitch, um, what was on your tax return? No, I didn't say that. I said, I what is your, close to that. What it, no, oh, bullshit. I said, what are your gross sales? What's wrong why with that? I didn't tell you that. What? I love How that do you I know? that shit, but come what, on, why, please. Gross sales is not net profit. Gross sales is a matter. bullshit it's number. A number that Maybe people like us don't need to share with you. But and why? Clearly, it doesn't translate into Mitch how much money I, you make. Uh, 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 meet, meet both. Meet Mitch and I didn't want to share. Maybe there's a lesson here. <laughs> don't don't ask. Stop asking questions. Guess what? My show's no. over. People want to know. Questions. Of course. Stop people. the money question. No, but why? Uh, keep asking the money questions because I love it when you're rejected. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are it's rapidly like you're walking up to a young woman in a bar, going, "Hey, do you want to come home and bang me?" 
and you just get summarily rejected right away. Maybe not it's on the ninth time. Thing. Maybe no. not on the ninth time, Sam. Maybe on the ninth time, we go home and bang, right? They do say yeah. you ask 10 women, you'll get a yes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's sales 101. You, uh, 10 anything is always going to convert into to one. It's, it's the 10% rule. Is it true? Yes. If I have 10 deals in the hopper, one will close. If I have 100 deals in the hopper, 10 will no, close. No, that's not true. Yeah. I've definitely had 10 things in my hopper at one time, yeah, and but none of them is closed. You're, you were a bad sales guy. I'm no, a, I'm a good sales people guy. People don't like me or what? Ah. People don't like you. Blasphemous. Stop. No way. I, 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 I'm going to continue to ask because in my mind, because I'm a business guy. I love that you do that. That, I, that I'm asking the right money question. I'm not asking how much are you getting paid? What's your W-2 at the end of the year? I'm just saying from a business standpoint. You're, you're like this, this far away from that. Did you wait? <laughs> oh, wait have a did it's not boss, even net revenue. Uh, it's Did gross. you bust Walsh's over this? I didn't even think about asking. No, no. All right, look, we're way off track. Maybe you need to bust his balls okay. a little bit. I have sponsors to this show. You have any questions you want to ask me? Yeah. Well, how much did you make in sponsorship last month? I made $967,000 last year. How much did you make? <laughs> didn't we have this conversation? I made the exact same. How, how funny that is. The exact same number. So... Let me ask you quickly, uh, because now we're out of time and we got to exactly zero. I know, I, I got the shitty spot so tonight. I got like, oh, there's nothing to do for like oh three God. and a half minutes. Let's get that guy from San Diego because <laughs> he'll drink cocktails and it's been, regale us with his stories. It's, it's, been, it's been 15 minutes, and I didn't want to... I thought I was doing a favor. Well, first of all, I asked, and I was like, well, I'm going to ask, but I mean, I can't imagine he's actually going to show up once a month because he's got to be way busier. And then you're like, yes. And then I thought I'd do you a favor by giving you, not a lot, asking you to commit that much time. But hey, if you're open, I can always bump you out of this and into the 1014 going forward, and then we have more time. You, you tell me. I can, you, I can give you that. It's my pin. show. Allow me for a quick pimp. Go ahead. That, that number right there. Yes, nine ninety seven five ninety one. That is my that is my current YouTube subscriber number. Wow, we look at you. I'm, I think I'm a day away from hitting those seven digits. Yes. And by the way, for any of your listeners that have not subscribed, hurry. Sam, the cooking guy on YouTube. What happens at a million? What, what are you going to give the million subscriber a free trip out to cook with you, or a free Evo, or a free uh, a free? Why do you got to make it sound so like a free neutral shit? oil? Yes, they're going to get a free neutral oil. That's what they're going to get. What do you mean? A, a million subscribers is huge. Malcolm Reed, who was just on before you, has uh, he's go. he's what just shy he of seven hundred thousand, and that's a lot to me. He, but you're what? almost. Nothing. What did he do? Did he uh, blow every one of the 700,000 subscribers? I'm not aware. I'm not aware of that, nor could I possibly even venture a guess. <laughs> nor would I want to venture You're, a guess. How Stern-like are you right this minute? <laughs> you know, it's funny when Stern says, when somebody says something and he instantly goes, we have no knowledge of that. We're, Allegedly, we reportedly, who knows? Reportedly. Yeah, I have no idea about any of that. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. Uh, the other thing, because you're not going to be on until uh, again next September or this coming September. Uh, in two Go weeks, ahead. are you 
I've heard you're either going to be or not be at the bet on barbecue and at the Del Mar racetrack. So can you confirm or deny? So here's the deal. Uh, yeah. Every year I've done there for three or four years, a radio station that pimps the, you know, the barbecue event has reached out and said, will you do this? And I say, yes. And they go, great. We'll give you this. And it's all fine. Uh -huh. This year they said, will you do this? I said, yes. They go, great. We'll get back to you. And then they said, no. Oh. And so Sean Walsh, Jeff, you know, bet on barbecue, uh, Cali, Cali uh, barbecue in San Diego. Worst name ever. I always say that it sounds like a, a mattress store <laughs> uh, said, call, emailed today and he goes, dude, what does it take to get you here? What happened? And I go, I don't know. The radio station people didn't want to do it. And he was like, oh, uh, uh, let's fix that. How do we do it? And so now I'm there. Oh. And uh, he twisted my arm. What am I getting? He's a nice, I love the kid. I He's know. He's a nice guy. How do I say no to him? I do it every How year. Does anybody say no to him? I do it the every only, year. There's only one person that says no to him. Me. You know who that is? Me. You. Yes. What the of course. Come on. Give me a break. You think I'm going to go all the way out there to go to a, a barbecue contest? Give me a break. I'll buy your ticket. Well, that's no, more. Now tell me guess, no. Now that, tell me That's no. more than they're doing. I can tell you that. He won't that's even fun. send his private jet for me. Can you believe it? I told him I'd waive my personal appearance no, fee in lieu of a jet. Gonna, he's going to bring his private jet for me <laughs> from downtown San Diego to yeah. Carlsbad, and it'd be a much longer drive back. Yeah. So I will buy your ticket. <laughs> you come. Yeah. What do you say now, my friend? Uh, it's, uh, this year, it's no. I'm I'm way too busy. Bobby moves into college that weekend, so I can't miss that. Oh, next, come on. Let's go next year. We'll we'll talk about next year starting tomorrow. Are you sure? You sure yes. she really August moves eighteenth? She goes in August eighteenth. You think I would forget that? Come on, it's, that's a life changing event for me. Okay, good. Yeah, so I I can't miss okay, that. Next, okay, next year. Yes, but next. I'm not buying your ticket next year. You pay for your own ticket. Well, guess what? Bad news. I'm probably going to be not there the sixth year in a row or fifth year in a row. So. Well, come on, let, let's talk about it. Well, listen, Howard Stern, leave your freaking house and get out and enjoy the world. I was in hey. Tokyo. I know we didn't get to talk uh, about that. Half, I'm going to Berlin in a few weeks. It's what it is. Yes. It's a big world. Freaking enjoy it. All right, we'll have to talk about it, um, but I'm now having wow. to push off. But starting next you month, really you're going you into the really 1014. Oh, I have to. I, I'm okay. very up against it's, it. It's completely up to you. <laughs> I can make I can make my YouTube hey. segments as long or as short as I want. Hey, Ronnie, the limo driver, quit breaking down the fourth wall, okay? Jeez, <laughs> OP. Am I wearing <laughs> orange sneakers? Come on. This is what people like the orange sneaker thing. <laughs> okay. All right, look, uh, in the meantime, help Sam get to a million YouTube subs. Go to thecookingguy.com, find him on YouTube, Wait, sub it up. Where are we at? 9,997,595. So we've gained, I think. fucking math in Cleveland? Oh, yeah. We, we got math. No problem. You just have yeah. problems saying it. I was I was reading backwards, looking into my screen. Remember, I'm uh, un, unlike some of us who have like uh, five production people. It's way, all it me. It went up a lot. Yeah, it went up. That? It just went up like uh, eight. It went four, up five eight or six, eight, eight. Dude, yeah, okay, good for you. You got math here, in San Diego. 
They got mad yeah. if you can't. By the way, I mean, I live in Cleveland. I have eight <laughs> women chained up to okay, like. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. Never heard that one. Stuff in my basement. You what, haven't heard that. Uh, the fine. the river on fire doesn't want any of that. Can we can we get some of that too? No, no problem. Hey, Sam, the cooking guy is here, ready for a million, and you can visit him on thecookingguy.com or how about this? Not not tacos.com. Hurry up, get over there. Eat tacos and subscribe to him, and you will see him in the longer segment going forward next month. Sam, always appreciate the time, pal. Love you, my friend. See right. you, bro. Love you. In only good ways. I'm. Oh, oh, oh I gotta get. That. I gotta get that. Almost lost that. All right, now I gotta catch up. Here we go. Let's see where am I? Live read. Okay. I will talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru. Before we get into the second hour, we always believe, and by we, I mean the barbecue guru, they've always believed that cooking should be easy because it can be. Why? The monolith barbecue guru edition grill. The monolith is the world's first temperature controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan already on the cooker. This means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature controllers. By the way, if you have a controller already, you buy the monolith just hook the controller up to the fan you don't need a new controller to get this thing running if you want to upgrade the technology bob's not going to hate you for that neither am i let him know the show sent you of course you easily choose your cooking time and temperature let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master and with minimal effort you now have oven like precision at the grill and you can serve the tastiest juiciest meals each and every time bbqguru.com the website 800-288-GURU is the phone number to call if you have any questions you can say hey I already have a controller will it be compatible with the monolith guru uh, edition grill that I just ordered they will be able to say yes or no they got some great accessories over there too again the website bbqguru.com 800-288-GURU and we are back to wrap the first hour right after this stick around be right back